comes into the house and acts like they're still dating. Yeah. And I was like, my God, the pancakes. I don't know if anybody else was distraught about the pancakes. Oh my God. I was very upset. Yes. Those are gorgeous pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Lost the yeah. Pancakes. And, and then she R. just R. dropped it. I was like, who is this cruel woman who would like force you to drop a plate of perfectly good pancakes? Anyway. So we've definitely talked a lot about Eddie's character arc and a lot of Emma mm-hmm. as well, right? Together. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's kind of circle back a little bit to Emma, but more specifically, is this the death of Grandma? Like, is that where we're at oh, right now? Is I this think, the death of Grandma and like the I birth of so. Nico and Emma? I don't know. What do we call that? Okay. Grandma uh, is um, Nico. sadly. Nico? <laughs> yeah. I think Grandma's M- dead M-Co? in the water. Oh, M-Co. my God. <laughs> M-Co is really cute. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, crema. Like we ended. Remember, like our soft crema, hard crema, lot season one. Yes, right, right. Landed right. with a bang. We're like, oh my god, you know. And there, you know, it opened up a little, a little nice in season two. Um, then they get to the wedding. Okay, Ugh, and, and 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 it was such a beautiful wedding. All I wanted to do was be at that wedding and dance. Wait, it's so significant to see. Yeah. Oh, but before we talk about the wedding, yes. we had like the like zombie thing the whole zombie <laughs> argument oh my god yeah <laughs> i love that argument <laughs> the zombie argument the shower scene and then the vibrator scene yeah i think yeah. like those are exciting scenes um 100 yeah I I mean, yeah so okay can i just talk about the shower scene for a second because yes. like we all know oh, people are yes. divisive about having shower sex and that's fine <laughs> some people are into it some people aren't Wait, Whatever. wait, we're divisive but, about that? Okay. Oh. Well, I just feel like some people are like, oh, you just like take turns being cold or like it's not really that comfortable <laughs> or like you fall a lot, you know, like not everyone's like into it. And that's fine. Okay, I accept that's that fine. But hey, you it. know, it was a crema scene. So we, we just take what we can yeah, get. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hot shower, but, cold shower. So, I mean, I'm just saying I'm okay with Emma not being into shower sex, <laughs> yeah. but the look of disgust on her face when she realized Cruz was peeing, peeing. I was yes. like, Emma, get the fuck over yourself. Okay. <laughs> All... Me and all of my female friends have peed in front of each other. Like, thank you. Like all of my platonic friends, straight, gay, anyone. We all just pee in front of each other. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. Like, I'll pee on the street. I don't care. It's like anybody can see me. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You're disgusted by her like peeing outside the shower, but like like a few you know seconds later, swimming a vibrator up you. Like, what's the like? What? Like, what's what's the problem? Emma's just, I don't know, she's got, like, these weird, it's just, it's almost like she has these arbitrary rules for herself and how people should, like, you know, carry themselves or behave themselves or something, and it's just, I feel like, it seemed like she was feeling that Cruz was crossing a line relationship-wise, like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're not at that point yet, and I just feel like that's not a point to even cross, Mm -hmm. like, you should be at that point before the relationship starts, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, when you're drunk at a queer bar, I'll, mm. I'll pee with the door open. <laughs> like, right? Like, in the girls' bathroom, like, there's always a stall door that's broken, right? So, like, if you Woo. go in that stall, like, I'm peeing in front of everybody. I just feel like that's just, like, what people do. The, okay. So, well, our friends in Maryland. Like, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, well, you have to keep in mind that this is Emma's first relationship ever. Like, she's never mm. really But is it? Is it a relationship, room? though? Like, what do, like, what do, I don't even know what to make of it. Like, I don't know if Emma saw that as an actual relationship still. 
Well, whatever it was, oh, it wasn't no. a one night stand, and that's Mm-mm. typically what Emma does. That's no, exactly. True. I think, I think Aphrodite, you're trying to say like it is a type of like it's not like we are monogamous girlfriends. It's just a yes, type. Exactly. It's more than it a one night stand. It is like yeah. beyond. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is so a form Emma, of a relationship. Exactly. Emma has no experience to draw from and doesn't have an understanding of like adjusting to somebody else because she's mm-hmm. had to be on her own this whole time. And so th- all of this is going to be jarring regardless of whether it was Cruz or not. Like, period. This mm. is like and, – and then, of course, you have another problem. And this was something that Natasha brought up, which is that in season one, we learned that Cruz was sort of in college when – she met Emma, who was still in high school. And so there was already a little bit of like a power differential mm. or a little bit of an age gap. And, um, Cruz was also Emma's first teen crush, teen love, because she wrote those poems about her. Oh. And, and so like Emma was setting Cruz up for failure. I think there was like, because like she's sort of seeing that oh Cruz is a real person Cruz has makes mistakes Cruz can be sometimes so, totally inconsiderate and even rude but maybe mm-hmm. in her fantasies and maybe even in our fantasies because I definitely was shipping them because I'm really into like the friend high school childhood friends turn to lover trope but right? <laughs> I'm like, like and that's soft it. and hard <laughs> yeah you know, yeah that's, th- those are tropes we can get behind you know yeah and yeah exactly it's, it's so I think we felt maybe. Maybe we fell for it, or maybe it was like a kind of unexpected turn for Cruz's character to go from patient and loving and caring at the mm-hmm. end of season one mm-hmm. to suddenly kind of like, I don't know, dismissive of Emma's point of view, a little condescending. And then obviously later we find out how like awful she was at the wedding. But I mean, I did enjoy their like physical, like, even though it was, it was, we were getting signs that Emma wasn't into it, like she was ignoring Cruz's text, the zombie thing, which I thought was hilarious. I and thought that it was great. When, yeah. I know when oh Lynn, when Lynn says, "Of course I would kill you." Yeah, it would be cruel not to. Yeah. And then you see and Emma's Emma face just like sort of so smile. excited. Yeah, yeah. Is this and like, like a sister? Said, I don't know. Aaron, do you have a sister? I do. I do have a sister. Okay, yep. she's okay. ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. And okay, I don't know. So both of you have sisters, yeah. but I just I'm like, is this like a sister relationship thing where you're just like, <laughs> kind of that confident in those kinds of answers? Because I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, like, I, don't I was thinking know. about like, Kristen, like, right? And I was I like, I don't know if I could kill yeah. someone. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but it's we, not we, someone. It's we a need to answer this question. Yeah, it's a zombie, okay. though. Are you, would you have answered like Cruz did, or would you have answered like Emma did? Oh, my I mean, God. Okay. This is intense. This is almost like what I pay Eddie's hospital bills. Um, I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I actually did talk about this with, with Kristen, so, like, mm-hmm. I have an answer. <laughs> we want but, your answer, Amira, please. Amira, say Okay, it. okay. So... <laughs> First of all, of course, because I'm like a nerdy ass scientist, I was like, well, it depends on the type of disease. Yes. <laughs> Zombies. Oh yes. Yeah. Right? Because it's like. 100%. Yeah. Okay. And I would want to know, like, deep down, because I was thinking about it with, with Kristen, right? Because, like, it's like for for Emma and Cruz, you're asking your significant other, would you kill them? But mm-hmm. with Emma and Lynn, it's your sister. And I don't have any siblings, so I cannot answer that question. Mm-hmm. But with my girlfriend, I think I get the whole like, oh, it would be cruel aspect of it. Like if she, if she were in there, you know, it's like if, if the zombieism was cured and she had no memory of it, then yeah, I would probably try to keep her locked up until they found a cure. 
But if it's like she was clearly going through like this agony and like, you know, almost like someone possessed, like watching themselves do these horrible things and like would suffer that trauma after she was cured of like remembering it, then I don't know if I would make her do that because I don't know when or even if they would find a cure. So that's when I would have some sort of like moral conundrum, right? But like if it was just like traditional zombieism, like in the movies where they don't remember it, then... Yeah, I'll keep her locked up in the basement and just feed her yeah, some scratches. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm an over-analytical person as well. Um, and so oh, I, 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 I think about it and I'm like, well, you know, I guess it depends on the severity of the zombieism. I mean, are <laughs> right. they decaying? Like, is my wife's That like, too, that too. Is my too. wife's flesh decaying? Is she violently <laughs> having outbursts? You know, there's a difference. Like, if there's signs of aggression, maybe lock her up, pray for a cure. But, like, if she starts decaying, like, I'm going to have to put her out of her misery. You know, like, this is, like, beyond repair, right? And so, but Mm -hmm, I would hope mm -hmm. that we'd already have that agreement, um, knowing there's already a zombie outbreak, and what would, I I think we are the type of people who'd be like, okay, if it happens to me, I need you to do this, or this. Yeah. And I would abide Mm -hmm. by that. I think that's a conversation Mm -hmm. everyone needs to have. Like, if there's a fire, what's our plan of escape? If there's a zombie outbreak, what do we do? (laughs) So, yeah, I think we we have to have that conversation now, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because Emma character characterizes Cruz's response as selfish. You're keeping someone mm. all to yourself and and instead of putting them out of their misery cuz like mm. you wouldn't want like you're you're doing it with the hope of have, of getting them back. And so it's really about you and not about what that Ooh, person And that's has, what Emma right? does in her relationship. Mm-hmm. She puts them out of their misery and moves on fast. <laughs> she does. She moves <laughs> on. Okay. But does, does she or does she think that that's what she's doing? Because what's funny to me is that when she asks Lynn, who is like clearly one of the most selfish characters on the show. Oh, don't get me started. Mm. She's like more satisfied by Lynn's answer, but I'm like, mm. you know, wouldn't Lynn be acting out of selfishness if anyone is? Yeah. She's like, Coca- oh, it's, I mean, I feel like that's the easy Coconut thing to Becky. do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Coconut> <laughs> Becky. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's also easy. I mean, it's not easy to kill somebody that you love, but like technically it's easier, like it's less work if you just kill them up front and then you don't have to be like taking care of the zombie or like worried wow. if they're going to escape or something, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is deep. So, so yeah. So which, <laughs> we're, which we're answer, which answer is more selfish? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause I, I have to admit, I think I would have done what Emma and Lynn said they would do, which was to just, okay, is this, put them out Is this with your sister yeah. or with a significant other? Um, oh God. But would it matter? That's, Aaron, you also you have love. to answer. You have to answer for your sister too. Oh my God. Oh, I, my would, I would put her out of her misery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I just, yeah. No question. <laughs> yeah. I Decaying think I would, or not. <laughs> I think I would have to, <laughs> I, I, I would want to give them a compassionate death if at all possible. Um, all right. All right. Yeah. Like maybe in asphyxiation or something. Well, because zombies don't. I, so is well, it I don't think. That, I don't think how, that would be probably more painful. I don't think that's compassionate. A... I, you're like a bullet through the head. Yeah, I mean. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would slowly strangle them in a compassionate way. <laughs> fair. 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 <laughs> Oh my god, we have okay. problems. All right, okay. yeah. Whoa. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> hopefully the writers are not Crema, listening to us. <laughs> I know, Crema. I know, right? <laughs> Crema is uh, is not doing so great. No, um, yeah. and they 
they had a very sexy little bedroom scene though. Oh, I enjoyed yeah. that. And I and I like mm-hmm. when the camera sort of lingered over the vibrators and you could yeah. see them on display. They're like it was like, here, which of these will you choose today? You know? And I know. Like, I'm like, like, who, like a menu. who laid those out beforehand yeah. to be yeah. like <laughs> No, it was like a little silver platter. I'm like, damn, those bitches are organized. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we have option B, A, C. They're like, yeah, I feel like that was that had to be Emma, right? Yeah. Like Emma laid them out all perfectly. Yeah, like- <laughs> Emma. Yeah, you know, like Emma's not the type to just like pull something out of a drawer. It's like you know, meticulously placed. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She it's probably cleaned also- them all vigorously before. Oh my god, yeah. she put them in boiling <laughs> water, whatever. Yeah, boiling yeah. water, but still had a condom put on it. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah. The condom thing was real, though. I appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I did. I loved hearing the vibration, and they didn't try to like put music over that. The vibration you could still hear, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that scene felt was very realistic. raw. And then it vibrated um, I, its way over to the death of Crema. I, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was there a is something. <laughs> Jesus, there is mm-hmm. something significant about that bedroom scene, though. Um, because it is the first time we see Emma have an orgasm where she's not the top. Mm. Oh, that's on the show. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. So like, yeah. and I feel like that's kind of like, like this is her like slowly trying to open up and let people in. And that's also what she does when she initially agrees to go to this wedding. It's like, yeah, she needs absolutely. baby steps. You know, she like, she like needs baby, baby steps. Um, but she's not a baby queer. She just takes small steps. Um. <laughs> Those girls were so rude at the way. I'm sorry, but I was like, I, what? I, How know. could you say that to someone? Even if they are a baby queer, that's just like rude and pointing out like, I, I, I'm sure existing insecurities that a baby queer would have in that scenario. I was actually oh. upset by that whole scene, just, like, in terms of representation, because, like, I don't know how Cruz, like, fully identifies. I see her as, like, primary lesbian, perhaps, identifying. Mm -hmm. That would be my guess. And, you know, as someone who identifies, you know, as lesbian, I'm like, you know, old school fashion lesbian, I don't know what that means. But, like, I just... (laughs) I just feel like I was a little offended by that representation because I I was just kind of like, you know what? Like, seriously? Like, why would we judge in the community like that? It's once again, like, queer on queer judgment. And I I was really upset by that because I would like to see better, like, lesbian representation where they're not portrayed with different types of tropes, but then also with that type of arrogance and attitude and judgment in the community because... You know, we even see it at Clexicon, too. Like, this, there's a lot of contentious back-and-forth stuff at Clexicon of people wanting to see more representation, not, you know. And mm-hmm. and I totally, totally get that. And so it was just, I, I was a little offended by the L and the LGBT being represented in that type of situation mm. there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was worried they were going to break out the whole gold star trope, too. Yeah. Like, in oh, that yeah. conversation, like, I was like, oh, mom. my God, if somebody says gold star, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking lose God. it. God. That's like so early two thousands language too. I know it's so, that's so L word. So L word. <laughs> um, but I felt like I mean Cruz was annoying on several levels in that mm. scene. I mean mm. you know Emma like deeply. She knows her, you know, from yeah. like when they were young. So why are you putting her in like so many uncomfortable situations? And poor Emma is like trying to like deal with it. I mean you can tell, but it's just one thing after another, and then she openly tells these people at the table that she's like basically trying to like break her into this like wifey lifestyle and I'm like why why would you even have that plan let alone tell people about Mm -hmm. it like with the kind of person that Emma is so that's when 
I realized one, um, <laughs> crema is not happening on the show. And two, no. I was officially off that ship. I was like, no, yeah. Cruz, I no. know you have upset me too much. I was, I'm, I'm gone. I was I'm so sad. I jumping was, ship. <laughs> I was, I was so team Cruz, but Cruz, you let me down. And oh, yeah. Yeah, jumped off of that crema ship. I didn't even have a damn life vest. Like I just flew off of the ship. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, floundering, I'm woman floundering in the in in like the choppy sea waves, like hoping a lifeboat comes to rescue me because I flew off that ship so fast. I was so angry. Damn. That. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. so life did come. Oh. And it's like the dichotomy of you know this situation placed in a beautiful wedding. Right, yeah. where it's supposed to be this happy, it's to be this, like where you're inclusive s- ceremony, yes, like the most inclusive yeah. thing, and and how hard it is for Latinx, like queer Latinx men, to be out in general in the in, in the community. Um, there's a lot of homo. I mean, there's homophobia everywhere, but a lot of homophobia, and especially against Latino men, and you yeah, know, because there has to be like this machismo. You're supposed to have this and that, mm-hmm. and to see this beautiful wedding of these two men. You know, it was was it was just wonderful, a wonderful scene. And then to have this happening alongside that was just like, uh, you know, because then you see the judgment within the community <laughs> once again, yeah. right there in your face. And I think it yeah. set Emma's character back hundred steps mm. after that. So mm. here's what I I would say that um, when like characterizing something as positive or negative representation i think that this scene and specifically this episode episode three Mm -hmm. was not for the straight gays uh as in not g-a-y-s it's Mm g-a-z-e this is this this, (laughs) okay (laughs) um the entire (laughs) um this is this is for straight people's uh this was not for straight people to see and analyze and so when when straight people are not the audience i don't necessarily care if the if the queer characters are positive or not because when it's a queer audience i care that it's complex I think mm. I have a different standard. Um, and so I, I like that we get, on the one hand, this, like, amazing, like, beautiful wedding between these, like, Latino cowboys, okay? And they're walking down the aisle with their hats on and, like, all the fringe. I was into it, okay? I was, and, I, and seeing that there are drag queens at the wedding and there are, like, these queers who are looking colorful and interesting and eccentric and they're celebrating love. And to see that juxtaposed with the sort of queer policing that does happen in the community. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. because I because I'm thinking this as as soon as that that sequence started in this episode I was like this episode I mean the entire show I think is for queer eyes but for like this particular episode was for a queer audience and it was mm-hmm. a way to force us to confront our own issues. Mm-hmm. Um and to confront like I mean, th- there are plenty of biphobic lesbians and there are like lesbians who talks all sorts of shit. And there are also condescending lesbians mm-hmm. who think that mm-hmm. they know more about identity than the next person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not to mention feminine visibility, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Emma has been encountering her whole life because oh. she, I yes. mean, she does easily pass for straight. Yes. If, like if that's how you want to phrase it. But, um, you know, I don't know why <laughs> other people at the table have the audacity to like assume she was a baby gay but it just made me feel like wow emma like is being told in one area of her life that she's not latina enough and then in another area that she's not queer enough Mm. and that is like the most frustrating thing 
to experience because then you just you're being told basically you don't belong anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I that scene, I think and Aphrodite, I think you hit the nail on the head because it it, it is complex and it's there to make us uncomfortable intentionally mm-hmm. and and it makes you self-reflect because I couldn't have identified more strongly with some of the <laughs> scenes as well. You know, mm-hmm. like I said before, as someone who's, you know, always told like, oh, you're not this enough or that enough. But it, I know I don't face that anymore being, you know, but like I think when I first came out in my early 20s and I was maybe even a little more feminine, too. And just being told that, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you're you're not a lesbian. You're not gay. You're not mm-hmm. this. You're not that. Yeah. And it's just right, yeah. so fresh. Like, why do you have to prove anything to anybody? And it's especially mm-hmm. hard, though. Because I found some of the biggest judgment coming from within the community itself at times. Yes. Yep. And, yep. you know, <laughs> and, um, and that, that's tough. But there's so many, yeah. it's just like layers of layers. This is like yeah. queer inception. It's like layers yeah. and layers <laughs> and layers. Okay. <laughs> I, I do have another mm. potentially unpopular opinion. Oh, um, ding, go for ding, it. Ding. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Um, so there were several instances during this scene where, like, Emma pulls her hand away when Cruz tries to put her hand on top of hers. And this is it when Nico gives a speech about how when wh- how with true love you don't have to change who you are. Mm. Um, and, like, Cruz tries to put her hand on Emma's, but, like, that's not ringing true for their dynamic because Cruz has been trying to change her, right? And yeah. then, of course, Cruz agrees to them going on a couple's weekend with the other couple without consulting Emma first. Like, we're there, you know? And then, of mm-hmm. course, this, this, this was the sucker. Pulling Emma into her lap when you Oof. know she Ugh. doesn't do public displays. She does, she's not into PDA. And it's not yeah. an internalized homophobia thing. It's a Emma's a fucking ice queen. That's why she doesn't do PDA. Yeah, I mean, she's in um, a totally queer space and she yeah. doesn't like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, just respect what she's telling you. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's the unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinion. I think they assassinated Cruz as a character. Yes, um, I, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I, because I felt like there was so much more there. You know, I don't, I just, I don't know. I felt like her character just took the turn for the worse. Like. I felt Cruz, I feel like Cruz as a character was a little betrayed, even though this episode felt real and it hit somewhere real. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not the Cruz we met in season one. No. Um, who would like, you know, test the waters, would let Emma gradually come to her. Like even when Emma and Cruz went dancing that one night, she sort of like come along, but she did it in a very gentle way, you know, like, mm-hmm. like come and stay if you feel safe staying here. Not like I'm going to pull you into my life. And drag you anywhere you don't want to go. So I felt like that was not consistent with what we knew about Cruz in season one. But I also know that, you know, they had plans. I think the, the actress had other had other commitments. And so they were trying to set things up so that Nico could, Nico could come in as the new love interest. Oh, but, uh. I, and, but I did feel very, like, sad and hurt that we had to jump off the crema ship when we... <laughs> We're so excited. We were so excited for oh, the ship. Oh, we were yeah. there. We were like steering the ship, wearing our little captain's hats. And then, <laughs> and then now, like, we're out in the choppy seas. It's the hardest mm, thing yeah. because, like, I, I, I don't think it's an unpopular opinion. I think it's 100% on because I felt the same way. I was sitting there to myself and I was thinking, am I just remembering season one incorrectly? Or I don't rem- like, I just like, who is this character right now? It just didn't. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know who Cruz, Cruz was anymore. But um, yeah. yeah, I I agree that they it was it was rushed and Aphrodite maybe um, what you said about you know because she has like another commitment or whatever like it was true that they were just kind of like <laughs> rushing the actress off the show. 
um, <clears throat> because she didn't appear in any more episodes after that. Yeah. But no. yeah, the but I line, do. Yeah, go ahead. I do want to say that it usually takes a little bit longer, but I have seen people act like that before where like mm. when you're just like dating around having fun you're one person and when you think you're in a relationship or locking someone down you're another mm. and so I think it's very it's I mean to me it seemed like very intentional by the writers like okay let's just tie this up in a little bow you know Cruz is out Nico is in but um you know I would have liked a little bit more kind of gradual or like back and forth but yeah I I don't think that it was like a hundred percent unrealistic for Cruz to yeah. shift that way in yeah. her personality and how she treated I mean, Emma. The two lines that I think made me feel like it was definitely some kind of character assassination was when Cruz tells the whole group, baby girl thawed last night, or baby girl Oof. thawed this morning. She had to relax oh. into it for once. When she basically tells the entire table that she finally got Emma to have an orgasm as a bottom. Like, why would you do that? That's you know? it's yeah. like so t- It's rude. It's just it's gross. it's like it's, it's so fucked wrong. up. It's yeah. so fucked up. Yeah. And then the other line that made me think Cruz would never say that is when is that last line that she says at the very end before before Emma walks out. She's like, "You are the classic cautionary tale of why moms need to hug their children." And this is mere weeks after after Emma has just lost her estranged mother, who was right. also queer but a secret about but secretive about it. Hmm. So I think. For, to say something like that to someone who's still grieving and when you know that she was estranged for her mother for the reason that she was, it just felt like an like an extremely cruel thing to say to someone, regardless of whether you're dating um, and yeah. having a fight. Um, I do also think, I mean, just not, this is definitely not an excuse for her behavior, but I think that she was meant to be like drinking or like, you know what I mean? Like during mm. that scene. So she was kind of doing things that, maybe she would not do sober and that's why her action seems so extreme. But again, not excusing her not behavior. An excuse, I, just, I think yeah. that that's, I think that's kind of like the explanation that the writers sort of had for why she was acting like that in, mm. well, at the wedding. But I don't know. Either way. That was just, that was what I, what I analyzed. From either that, so. way, smooth Nico was sitting there and slid right <laughs> in. <Yeah. laughs> she knew her time. Right in. <laughs> and so I know, I mean, we, we may be, uh, you know, running on time here, but uh, Nico is like a whole new character that slid in, clearly becoming a love interest of Emma's. But yeah. treats her that with was a respect. Slow it burn. was a slow yeah. burn, but that's what's needed in Emma's world. And yeah, yeah. I I don't even know where to begin with that one. We could probably have a whole podcast on that relationship. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see the further development of that character uh, in, in season three. And yeah. What, yeah. how that helps Emma's character continue to evolve. Because I think unlike Cruz, Nico is a bit more sensitive, a bit more understanding um, I think Nico has confidence, but is not overly confident like Cruz was then. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I think because of that slow burn, we saw the respect that Nico has for Emma. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, the, I was. Wh- go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was a little bit confused. I mean, with the whole ex girlfriend thing, I was like, I mean, I knew that they had to throw like a little wrench into the mix, right? Like, they, it can't all be perfect. Um, yeah. You know, Emma's gonna trust her and then get betrayed or whatever, like they were talking about, but. It that 
storyline seemed a little sloppy to me just because one, I was like, why would Nico date someone like that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like this weird, like pretentious girl who like runs into the house and acts like they're still dating. Yeah. And I was like, my God, the pancakes. I don't know if anybody else was distraught about the pancakes. Oh my God. I was very upset. Yes. Those are gorgeous pancakes. <laughs> yeah. Lost the yeah. Pancakes. And, and then she R. just R. dropped it. I was like, who is this cruel woman who would like force you to drop a plate of perfectly good pancakes? Anyway, and but just you, like the yeah. pretentiousness and stuff, I was like, this is weird. Like, I mean, we've all dated like, you know, I feel like yeah. everybody's made mistakes, right? With dating, but everyone's <laughs> but made like, mistakes, but this girl like stepped off the set of the Kardashians. I was like, wait, what? Nico, okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then Nico doesn't really, I mean, not that she necessarily needed to give like an excuse or a reason or something, but like when she talks about it to Emma, it just seems like nothing was really explained. I didn't really get it. I was like, why is she, why is she acting like you guys are still dating? Like I didn't, Mm. I didn't really get that. I don't know. That's what, it just seemed a little weird to me, but yeah. Yeah. It was like forced conflict, you know? Oh yeah. I think they were trying to throw us a wrench. Like they were like, you think you're going to get this, but nope, not in this episode. No, we're going to be so comfortable again. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they, stuff too. Yeah. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, like when, Nico and Emma first meet at the wedding. It's like Emma stormed out and Nico offers to call her a lift. And I love that exchange because Emma sucks at accepting help from other people. And and Nico's like, and like she says, I have a safety app. I don't need a lift. And then Nico's like, your phone is dead. <laughs> I could, <laughs> I could, if you, if you walk home, I'm going to have to follow you. And then you're going to end up with 20 minutes of small ta- small talk with some asshole you just met at a gay wedding. And then finally, you know, Emma accepts the help. And Nico also defends Emma at that exchange. She calls mm-hmm. that thing an ambush. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and sort of like you see how Nico is sort of gradually gaining Emma's trust. You know, she mm-hmm. comes by the bar, gives advice about how to set up the bar, and is like clearly has faith in Emma's ability to keep the bar alive. Um, and then like, you know, slowly, like, let's like escalate things or like, let's up the ante just a little bit. And then invites Emma out to this club night where they have an immersive uterus experience. That yeah. was, <laughs> Together. Oh my God. That was the amazing. The funniest scene. <laughs> I loved it. The clip pit. 